Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the NFL Combine. The Arizona Cardinals, Bo, they're not on the clock yet, but they might trade their pick. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. Bo Brock, Johnny Venerable. It's our last day. I'm sad here in Indianapolis. Site of the 2023 NFL Combine. Workouts started on the field yesterday. They did. I mean, it was the uh, Nolan Smith hype train. It left the station with at a high velocity last night. It might be off the rails already, looking yeah. at the undersized defensive lineman. High we velocity. G- Where have I heard that before this week? Uh, I think it was one of the many establishments that we uh, oh, that right, we went yeah. to um, that makes Brian. us saying that we're wrapping up our coverage bittersweet. Yes. It's it, been a banner week. It has. I, I don't know about you guys. I'm feeling a bit raggedy. Little Raggedy Ann after staying at the Raggedy Inn. Yeah. We did have to say we had the bit ado to our uh, our our luxurious our, our lap of luxury, uh, <laughs> the Airbnb. Yeah. The Scarebnb. Yeah, it was the Scarebnb <laughs> where uh, you could find many, not just a few, many uh, Raggedy Ann dolls in, you, in, par- in paraphernalia. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about when we were looking at those dolls? I'm like, I can't wait for the Cardinals' first pick, whomever it is, to ragdoll quarterback. So Ooh. maybe this is poetic. I like that transition. Maybe this is poetic. Mm-hmm. And while, listen, Will Anderson Jr. is our preference at three. Let's let's chisel it into stone right here. That If the Cardinals take a player at three, especially with the Jalen Carter situation, that's mm-hmm. ongoing. We'll talk about that later. Will Anderson looked good. Ran his 40 time, 4-6. He said, I'm going to put a bow on it. Looked great in the in the on-field workouts. Yeah. But again, we are hearing otherwise. And the preference, and I put this up on my article, gophnx.com, Cardinals want to trade down. Mm-hmm. They want to trade down not only for picks in this draft, but for, for draft picks in 2024. Monty Austin Ford, Michael Bidwell have been on record saying they're going to revamp the scouting department. They're going to implement new strategies come the 2023 college football season yeah. so it only makes sense like have a bunch of ammunition this year and next year yeah it's it's tough because you get all the momentum from a regime change coming off of a just a crappy 2022 season and you get excited about the new plate pieces that have been put in place yeah. Monty Austin Ford his new front office saying goodbye to some some uh, familiar faces you know good farewells bad farewells and then you bring in the new coaching staff you get excited about that and then you have to immediately temper expectations because it, it's it's truly a rebuild and yeah. it, it really looks like the new regime is going to embrace that so it's like okay let's hurry up 
and then let's let's kind of wait. Let's just see, you know, let's trade away one of the fixtures of this franchise the last two seasons in, in DeAndre Hopkins, yep. and then let's take this, uh, the, what we had to kind of eat a lot of crap for, go 4-13 for the three, the third overall pick. Let's trade out of it. it it's, it's a tough sell for a new regime for a fan base. Yep, but and I, I hope people understand the reasoning behind it because I think they're probably the right moves. It's the commodity. And we had an opportunity to connect with all the quarterbacks this morning. They were on display. Listen, we woke up early to see them at 8 a.m. this Oof. morning to check out of our Airbnb. God help us. Right? We rallied. I think I grabbed everything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I put my towel in the laundry room. Hopefully, oh, Brandon I didn't Spano, I'm no? sorry if we get charged for that. Um, but we saw all of them. And you know who else did? Like everybody here and all the teams that want to move up for these guys and I really do think, Bo, the momentum that we're hearing right now in Indianapolis is this is not going to be like 2022 mm-hmm. or it was, you know, Kenny Pickett and his baby hands going in the 20s. <laughs> it's one through three. I, I do think the first three picks are going to be quarterbacks. Yeah. And I think a couple guys really are going to help themselves, one of which is Anthony Richardson, which I know might be, a you know, a dirty word for some people in college football. He is impressive. He is. He absolutely is. I think you could. You were. You came away impressed by probably the top three. We didn't get a chance to really listen to what Will Levis had to say. So you got the top four there as far as the quarterbacks in this draft that you could really uh, envision getting drafted in the top ten. Yeah. But yeah, the, those three between Young and Stroud and Richardson, you could see why teams are attracted to, to potentially trading up. I mean, you have to you have to think about this. What the Arizona Cardinals are in a position of is they are an uh, in, in attractive person, and they're going to an event where uh, the ratio of suitors, uh, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Like, they're going to have a bunch of suitors, and now they can get a little picky as far as what they want to get in return. And, you know, Ian Rappaport, he kind of uh, reinforced what we've been hearing all week. And even before that, as far as the Arizona Cardinals, Monty Austinfort's been, I asked him at his introductory press conference, his approach to the draft, and he said, our phone lines are going to be open. We're going to take calls on this. And now it's trending towards them more than likely trading out of three. We feel like they're going to trade out. Jody Ehrler had rap sheet on his program this morning, basically talking about the Cardinals' desire to trade out. So this is not news. Now, you got to wait for the other shoe to fall, the first glass yeah. slipper, if you will, meaning the Chicago Bears. But there's there's going to be momentum with that, I would guess, in the coming because weeks. Because what is getting to three do for any quarterback-hungry team right now? If, right. They, if they love Stroud, if they love Young, if they love Richardson, if they love Levis, like if they're up at three, it's like you have a very good chance of those first two picks, you missing out on your guy. So, so of course, you're going to wait until the first domino falls yeah. and then probably another domino uh, if Houston's the team to move up from two to one. But we do feel like regardless, it was San Francisco that traded up in 2021 to that third overall pick with Miami. That happened on March 26th. So if you're looking at a barometer of which the Cardinals could do this, that's the kind of the timeline here after the, the initial wave of free agency. But it doesn't stop us from speculating on potential draft packages. The, the, the difference between, b- between now and then was you had Jacksonville and the Jets locked in as quarterback-hungry teams at the top. Right. So it was the first viable option to trade up was three. Well, I think we'll, we'll get a Chicago trade before that. Yes. Yeah. We'll get yeah. a Chicago trade, and who knows? The Bears could go to one to two. They could go one to four. The Cardinals are at three. We don't think they're going to stick at three. And here are some packages that we put together this morning of some teams that logically could fit, that quarterbacks are, are openly talking to right now. 
and it's the usual suspects. It's the teams in the NFC South. It's a team out west with the Cardinals in the AFC West in the Las Vegas Raiders. Here is our phenomenal graphic done by our guy God, Shane beautiful. Diefenbach. It is fantastic. Um, this is based on the draft value chart put together once upon a time by Jimmy Johnson. And there's also a little bit of a quarterback tax with these. But I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Bo, when I was putting these numbers together, they're almost right on the money. So if you're looking at these four packages right now, here's what you got. Before everybody jumps at me and says, we want pick four, we want Will Anderson, just hypothetically look at those other three packages. You're In all three packages, you're getting a 2024 first. Mm-hmm. Cut and dry, your first round pick, it belongs to the Redbirds next year. On top of that, you're getting a top 44 pick. In the case of Carolina and the Raiders, you're getting top 40 picks. In a lot of drafts, maybe not this one, but in a lot of them, that's mm-hmm. the equivalent of another first-round pick. Right. And you think about the Cardinals already have pick 34. So, I mean, you look at... 35. 35. No, yeah. it's 34. Okay. It's 34. Because so we have... the So the, the Colts are pick 4 and 33 then? Yeah. Yeah. Or 35. Bad. They're, thir- they're 35. They they're should pick be behind the yeah, Cardinals well, in the second That's round. my bad. There's only 31 picks in the first, though. Right. Correct. Yeah. So 30. And the Cardinals are th- third in the second round, which is 34th. Oh, yeah. come yeah. on. Yeah. So I blame Jimmy Johnson. I blame Johnny. That's his. That yes, was an error I messed point. up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the, the message is still clear. Um, you would have picks 34 and 35 yep. if you traded with the Colts and probably Will Anderson. And I would imagine if we pose this to the fan base, that is what most would want. It's most enticing. Yeah, I think that those, I think the Colts and the Raiders, for me, in my opinion, are the most enticing. You, I think it's Atlanta. The, the, here, here's why I don't like Atlanta or Carolina as much as I like the Raiders because the Raiders are still in that gauntlet of the AFC West, and those two NFC South teams, whoever is able to hit on a quarterback, That's a good point. you know, they're going to be in the playoffs. In in that pick, you know, the next year's first. I mean, it, it already is viewed as a second uh, value-wise right now. Yeah. You know, does it, it, it probably becomes, you know, in the, in the 20s, uh, if not lower. Uh, Jordan P. asking, why are the Falcons giving up more than the Panthers in this? Because the difference of those five spots right there. And via the draft chart, they would have to kick in an extra third. So most of those second-round picks are in the same ballpark. But you drop five spots in this draft – and you're prepaying, like we're not live on the clock going from 30, you know, 34, 35 to 44. This is a pre-gifted package. And I do not think if, if, Car- if Atlanta goes from eight to three, you're going to have to give up more than just your second round pick and a, and a one yeah. next year. We were talking to our guy, Adam Hogue mm-hmm. from CHGO. The Bears asking price right now it, from, from kind of what we're hearing <laughs> is three ones and a two. So, again, and I think that's the starting point. So you're talking about a one this year, a one next year, a one after that, and a two, and maybe more after that for Bryce Young. Yeah. So the Cardinals can sit back and say, no, 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 just give us your one next year and your two this year, and that's the starting point. Yeah. And I think that's enticing. If somebody loves C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson or whomever, and all they really have to give up is, yeah, you get you get our two high picks this year, and you get our one next year, and we get our franchise quarterback. That's enticing for yeah. them. But but it's also enticing to get you know compensation. Obviously, uh, see immediate compensation in the move down one spot and get an impact player like Will Anderson. I think that's why the Colts, you know, you would get an extra second. You know, we're going to talk to Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus later to where you could net 
more picks about a trade that's been kind of gaining momentum this entire week with DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Uh, that that uh, Ian Rappaport told Jody Ayler today on Fox Sports 910 that is potentially going to happen in the next 10 days. Yeah. So you're already looking at uh, gaining a tremendous amount of draft capital. Um, and, and that's what's really intriguing for this in, in what, you know, Monty Ossifort is going to be, how is he going to get his staff in place? How is he going to work with the scouts that were in place? Uh, because Michael Bidwell told Dave Pash recently on his podcast, like they're gearing up towards 2024, but yeah. you're going to have to make some solid picks to revamp and expedite this rebuild right away. I'm going to be armed with a ton of picks. I'm going to make a prediction right now. The Cardinals are going to have three second round picks come this draft. They're going to have pick 34. They're going to have a pick from D hop and they're going to have a pick from a trade down whether that's the Colts pick or the Falcons pick or whomever, think about that. The Cardinals having three seconds and two-thirds being one of them of comp pick for Christian Kirk last year. I mean, you talk about there's five guys who you hope are starters and plus players, plus your first-round pick, maybe then a player next year. I told Bo this off-air. I don't want to recognize this roster in 18 months. I mean, the whispers around here at the NFL Combine, and we'll talk to Brad about it later on, is (laughs) – they, they like Gannon. They like Monty. Yeah. They don't like the Cardinals roster. Old, overpaid, guys who haven't lived up to potential, guys who don't have positions. There are some guys we love. We love K1. We love Buda Baker. We want everybody to succeed. We got, you know, high hopes for somebody like Trey McBride, Maje Sanders. But they don't have enough high-end impact talent. And you go into day two of the draft and, and have five picks, and the, you can move around from there as well. I mean, just... They want as many lottery tickets as they can, and they're, they're setting themselves up. I mean, it's going to be difficult, I don't say if, but when DeAndre Hopkins is traded. That's going to be a tough day for Cardinal fans, rightfully so. But the big picture is you're going to get a premium asset in return to, to either take a great player or to flip for multiple players for a roster that you've talked about at nauseum. So thin. Yeah. The depth is so lacking. I just, for me, I'm. It's exciting because we see these guys on the field. It's like, shit, man. Like twelve of these guys could be Cardinals. It's awesome. Yeah, it is great. It, it is great. I mean, the the future looks bright. Uh, we go to our guy, producer Lawrence. We've got some super yeah, chats in there. Supers. Michael Evans, thank you for the two dollars. He says, trade with my Colts guys. Trade, trade with my Colts. We're in your backyard. We're in Indianapolis, yeah. and we we just uh, our our producer Shane nearly got in a fist fight with Blue, the mascot. It was yeah. unreal. I mean, me too. I was right there. Yeah, you were. You guys he, he were threw, not uh, backing down. But your snacks at me. If you would, can you put that the trade packages back up? Uh, the graphic, the great ra- graphic, although it's flawed. It's as far as which, oh, which I was incorrect. <laughs> I, listen, the pick at the, the second round pick for the Cardinals is yeah. confusing as hell because the Miami Dolphins, because they attempted to court Tom Brady and Sean Payton, right. they lost their first round pick this year. So the Cardinals, instead of picking 35, pick 34. Yeah. And the Colts pick 34. But let's look at the inaccurate graphic. Uh, but it's, we're just using it as a comp, as a, as a map wrong, of some sort. Yeah. We're going to update it yeah, later. Yeah, it just has, you know, your, your one of the destinations is incorrect, and that could be problematic. But we know, we'll tell you what's wrong. is the picks for the Colts. It's, it's 35 instead of 34. So you're just one off. But look... Follow along with us, and then you just hit the like button on which package you like the best because you got the Carolina Panthers. Why are these teams on this graphic? Why are we kind of saying that they could potentially be the teams to trade up? Because 
when talking to guys like C.J. Stroud today and talking to guys like Anthony Richardson, they said that they had already had conversations with the Raiders, with the Falcons, with the Panthers. Come on up. These are teams doing their homework on these quarterbacks and trying to decipher and figure out which ones they want to trade up for potentially because I, th- I think that they're realistic in the idea that, look, these guys aren't going to be there at 7, at 9, at 8. So you've got K- Carolina right now. They've got the ninth overall pick. You would just swap with third for the ninth. Get a thir- the 39th overall. Unbelievable. You guys did a great job in, in switching yeah, that out. You know, uh, and then the 2024 first, you've got the Atlanta Falcons. If you like this one, hit that like. Picks 8, 44, 75, and another 2024 first. Then you've got Vegas. You've got pick number 7, 36th overall, and a 2024 first. And then you've got picks 4 and 35 from the Colts. Hit what you like on those as, as you listen along. Uh, and, and, yes, these, these are just like the baselines. Like I, I, you're not. I don't think you're gonna get less than this. No, I think, and I think we and we didn't add. we didn't deep dive into like day three picks that could sure. be attached to this. And again, this is me purely going off of and trying to get as close as I can via the draft value chart. But then you see the caveat is if it's for a quarterback, sometimes you have to give up more. Mm-hmm. So like, would it be a surprise if a team like Carolina, who's trying to jump a division rival in Atlanta, has to come up and not only give their second this year, but like a third next year, right? Like that's within the realm of possibility. So to Bo's point, this is the baseline. And that's why, as much as we love Will Anderson, Mm-hmm. That this is this is what the Cardinals want to do. This is the quickest way to become viable and competitive again is to get so many cracks at the plate and load up in draft capital. This franchise has never ever prioritized the value of drafting and developing. And thank the football gods, there are new people involved that right. do value that. It's important to remember because I think there are a lot of snake bitten fans right. out there, and, uh, rightfully so. Like you watch Steve Kime butcher the draft year after year. This is the true fresh start. Yeah. And I think this is what Michael Bidwell wants to do, too. He wants to see this franchise, despite what's going on at their facility and all the all that bullshit, um, he wants to see this franchise develop homegrown stars because this team has been burnt. They've been burnt by trading for players, overpriced veteran free agents, right? We love J.J. Watt, but that was really much to do about nothing. He was here for two years. They want guys who are here for 10, 12 years. They want and people who are part of this franchise for a decade. And the, the swing and miss rate on, on it feels like, layup picks, first-round picks. Top 10 picks. We, we went over this earlier today about which fifth-year options were exercised and which weren't, and which which first-round picks got received extensions. I mean— it's two players under the Steve Kymier that received extensions. That was DJ Humphreys and just last offseason Kyler Murray. Yeah. And then you even just look to say who who got their fifth year option uh, exercise. It wasn't Jonathan Cooper. He was traded out of town in the Chandler Jones tr- trade. Yep. Uh, after you know having a couple subpar seasons after an injury, then you had Dayon Buchanan who did right. And then you had DJ Humphreys who redshirted. You ended up ex- exercising his fifth-year option. He got the extension. We know about that. And then you've got guys like Hassan Reddick, no fifth, no fifth-year option. Right? What about Josh Rosen? He gives fifth. Josh year? Rosen did not. Oh, I, I, I must have no. missed that. No, he didn't miss that. Uh, it, Kyler Murray did. This is his fifth-year option season, and he got the extension. And then we're talking about Isaiah Simmons, 
where we're talking to Monty Austinford, who's going to wear out the time between now and the May 2nd deadline to figure out if that's something they're going to want to do. Let's talk about that real okay. quick. Because I put that in my article yesterday at gophnx.com. It's free. Everybody can go read it right now. I, I, I would love it if you would do that. Howard also dropped a banger as well about JG's staff. But mm-hmm. the, the Simmons situation is the Cardinals are sitting around, not sitting around, but other teams are actively picking up fifth-year options. No-brainers mm-hmm. for teams, right? It's not a no-brainer with Monty Austin Ford, and I, I think it's less about Isaiah Simmons, the football player. I think it's about the money that would be attached to Isaiah Simmons. You look at what they're about to do, the gutting of this roster, and I emphasize gutting, and you, th- and you think about all these picks that they're going to accumulate. Isaiah Simmons' successor, I'm going to let everybody know, is going to be a part of this these next two drafts. Like whomever is playing that position that we think Isaiah Simmons Which is going to fill. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Will or Sam linebacker. Remember what John Ganton said yeah. to you when, he's, when you say, I hey, said, Johnny, hey, JG, what, what position is he going to play? He's like, I look forward to figuring that out with him. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, well, give me some time yeah. to figure so it out. Simmons, even if he's a safety, you've got two safeties that are locked in right now in Jalen Thompson and Buda Baker. And then you look at this, you know, where Austin Fort came from, where Gannon came from. They don't invest big time dollars, $12 million range like Isaiah Simmons is going to command. Because he's going to be a linebacker as far as what it's when you as far as his position goes. Yeah, I, I think free agency. If he's on the team this year, he's going to play linebacker. Right. He's going to play linebacker. Maybe he plays seventy five percent of the snaps. Maybe he pops off and they get a a sweet sweet comp pick for him. They want to draft a TJ Edwards um, ask type of player. Who uh, TJ Edwards was undrafted, but you get what I'm saying. Like middle to late round linebacker that can come in and play what they want to play. They don't emphasize linebacker play. They emphasize edge rushers, defensive tackles, corners. What have the Cardinals been emphasizing? Inside backers and safeties. So again, this there's a there's a difference in philosophy. Would you want Isaiah Simmons on your team? Of course. Yep. Not at twelve million dollars. Uh, you don't have to spend twelve million dollars at Circle K. By I the way, I could. You can you can spend about I don't know twelve dollars and come out with a bounty of goodies. Speaking Speaking of goodies, we are so fired up to welcome our newest partner to the PHNX family, that being the convenience store of all convenience stores, Circle K. Uh, So fired. I can't wait to come back to the Valley tonight, tomorrow, and uh, head into the Circle K, get my coffee. Not that there's anything wrong with the coffee here at the Combine, but I'm just going to say last two mornings we tried to get it. Yeah, it's been tough. It's been tough. Not only is it, you know, not filled out, but then we get it, and I'm just like, "Eh, I'm I'm not too sure. I, I want some Circle K coffee. The uh, Circle K down the street from the facility was my go-to spot. Before I head into practice, before I go listen to the press conference, before we talk to players, you get the coffee, you could get yourself a donut, you could get yourself some chips, you could get yourself anything you want, Polar Pop, in the middle of the day, that's going to get you going right after your morning coffee wears out. You, everything you need you can find at Circle K. We're pumped to be partnered with them. They actually have some of their goodies already at the PHNX Studios, and we don't have to pay for them. It's nice because it's not the Cardinals uh, organization. Saul Bookman does not take uh, the Circle K <laughs> goodies out of my paycheck, at least I, that I that I think. Right. Um, so Michael Bid will take note. Also take note if you're a fan of Circle K and PHNX. Circle K is giving away a $500 gas card to one of our Arizona PHNX listeners. Just text the word PHNX. That's PHNX to 31310 to enter. Again, so fortunate to be a part of a partner that we partner with on a daily basis, Bo. Coffee in the morning, Polar Pop in the afternoon, Four Peaks, Six Pack at night. Of course. I mean, you got every single thing you want to put in your body at Circle K. Or if you want to go see where the beer is made, how about check out Four Peaks in Tempe, 8th Street. The brewery's there. 
and we can see it all be made, and you can see it in all its glory. They got the great bar there with every single beer that they brew on tap, yep. their flagship kilt lifter. How about the number one wheat beer in Arizona, the Wow Wheat? You've got IPAs. Yeah, they've got plenty of them for you. I, uh, you've got Hazy. You've got Raj. How about the Raj Bourbon Barrel? Have yeah. you ever had that before? Uh, I have. It's so damn smooth. It's so good. They've got a full just bourbon barrel collection. They, they started collecting bourbon barrels that they got from like Kentucky where they used to age whiskey in bourbon and yeah. they started putting their delicious beers in them and it just it took it to another level. Yeah. You go there and you just have the best time. Great food. You start with the apps, you get to the entrees, you end with the desserts and you have great beers along the way. Can't go wrong with Four Peaks and they are partnering with the McDowell Music Festival. The M3F Festival going on March 3rd and 4th. You can grab your ticks at M3 ffest.com enjoy that wow wheat that you can get there at the festival while you're there you got to be 21 years or older of course drink responsibly uh let's talk about some of these super chats here because i think you guys are asking some great questions for yeah, us and producer first? lawrence and whomever's available all right uh, dealer's choice you know what, actually, lawrence I, i'm gonna go to the latest one just because it's kind of on the same topic we've been talking about with from joel valenzuela 499 thank you joel thank yes. you joel do you think they wait till the draft to trade back or prior to? I say wait, see if Anderson is available. If not, trade back and get CB1. Uh, I, I can tell you right now, definitively, Joel, they value picks more than Will Anderson. So I my my assumption would be that they would prefer to trade back well before the draft. Yeah, I think that happens. I mean, even though when we talked to Monty earlier this week, he said he hasn't received any calls, but that makes too much sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, as the Bears hold the keys to this draft, uh, they could trade not once, but potentially twice before anybody's calling the Arizona Cardinals about their third overall pick. Yeah. They're QB-hungry teams there. The Bears aren't one of them. They could trade simply just down from one to two with Houston, and then they could trade down from two to potentially four. Because if, if Andy's sitting there and they're saying, well, we like C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young mm -hmm. or Anthony Richardson, we can't, we can't guarantee that he's going to be there uh, and the Bears would have the benefit of trading even further down and not falling even out of the top five. Right. You know, they could they could stay within the top ten potentially with all these deals, and still the Arizona Cardinals would be the team waiting uh, on those deals to be done before a team uh, would – they would be naive to say, okay, we, we could get in three unless they're like, we like Richardson the best, we like, uh, we like Will Levis – that's still a gamble. But but to Joel's point, I think if they can't there's there's still possibility that they can't move down, right? You you can be open for business and nobody comes and you gotta file for bankruptcy, right? And you just you say, I'm gonna stick and pick. Yeah. And if they stick and pick, it's gonna be I, I believe right now Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson out of Texas yeah. Tech. So I mean, we saw Will Anderson. I, I thought, you know, I, I, I joke with a gif when after his forty last night. Because I thought he came out of the gates not smooth, right? You were incorrect. We sat at dinner. That's because and you, you saw what the what his you final put out a disrespectful no, Michael stop. Scott meme, and <laughs> you I had looked the at you and I reaction said, as me. Will you not lie to the people? It was please? like protecting my Will firstborn child to them? with Will Anderson Jr. I said, show them respect. How dare you? How dare you disrespect Will Anderson Jr. <laughs> and what happened? They screwed up his 40 time. It was better than we thought. It was an even 4-6. Uh, hey, Chef kissed. Hey, guys. What? Johnny, you're lying. No, that happened. Yeah. Johnny's lying. Get this, guy, get this guy out of here with this headset. Um, <laughs> and then I also loved, 
in all seriousness. I loved the bag work for Will Anderson, the tree trunk legs. He was working out with the linebackers. He was very after he got out of the gates and he kind of knocked the rust off, and it, it was still a number that he. Then they say he wanted a four six one, and he got a four six zero. And then he was like, yeah, "Later, he said, thanks. I'm going to put on the slides, later. and then I'm going to do some workouts later." Uh, and then he did, and he looked he looked the best. At it. It, was, it wasn't even close. He was the best player that I think worked out yesterday. Well, I'm, I'm biased. Nolan uh, Smith was very impressive. Oh, how's Nolan Smith the football player? He's, Nolan Smith the football player? He's a, he's a champion yeah. for Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good, I, right, He Lawrence? is good. I, I'm, we're going to get him, and he's, he's going to come in. He's so lean. We're gonna, yeah, he is. What we'll do is we'll— He's 6'2 and under 240. We're going to draft Nolan Smith third overall. We're going to see if he can play inside backer and then maybe some occasional slot corner. Oh, wait, this I, franchise doesn't <laughs> operate like Looney Tunes anymore, and they're going to take players to— Positions <laughs> play at the collegiate level, and then you see the comp though, right? The comp that kind of went crazy on uh, after they they did it on the NFL Network. Just how he, he he looks like Khalil Mack. I mean, as far as forty time, as far as uh, size, weight, uh, and obviously you know Khalil Mack's coming out of a small school though yeah. in Buffalo, and you got Will Anderson Jr. coming out of Bama. Picking spreads, we love you. Five dollars super chat. Did you guys see the report of the Chiefs are interested in D Hop? Uh, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I think that was on our show with yeah. Benjamin Albright. Uh, if we trade him to KC, I'm going to cry because give Mahomes another ring, Super Bowl MVP and MVP. Uh, double shout out to Pick and Spreads because he actually threw in an earlier one. Oh, thank you so much, Pick so and Spreads. $7 Super Chat I should put on there. You're the man. We're I, almost, we'll we can that. almost buy that plane ticket home at this point. <laughs> uh, here, here's what I, I think that the floor for a D-hop trade is Kansas City's second round pick. I think that's been solidified. Uh, we're going to talk to Brad from PFF, and, and he's going to echo those comments, I believe, when we speak with him. Mm-hmm. But uh, what is that, pick 63 or something? Yeah. that That's the floor for D-Hop right now. And I think that the Cardinals are going to get something better than that. It feels like there's momentum now with multiple teams. You're, you're seeing teams kind of drudge through the muck of this free agency that is not great. I mean, we, we've been able to talk and bounce ideas off of our friends at CHGO. Mm. The Bears have $100 million in cap space. There are not $100 million players or player available in this free agency pool. We are, It's coming up, and, and you can tune into it because uh, Brad from Pro Football Focus also joins our guys from CHGO, yeah. and they were asking about that wide receiver market, and it's like Jacoby Myers. Yeah, like DJ Shark. Bunch of, you, j- bunch of Jags, right? Yeah, just a guy. Just guys. Uh, and, and none of them are De- is DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, he had, what, 71 catches in, in he, less than 10 games He was going year? to have a 1,000-yard season yeah. even after his suspension before the Cardinals held him out of games at the end of the year to protect their assets. So, let, if, the, if the Cardinals trade him before the new league year, which would yeah. be within the next 10 days, which like that's what they Rap, are. Rap Sheet told Jody today on 910, uh, that, that saves you about $8 million in cap space. Yeah. And, again, the cap space is important. But it's not vital. What's vital is the draft capital. And speaking of DeAndre Hopkins, if in case you missed this, he took to Twitter a couple of days ago. We referenced this at the end of yesterday's show. Basically kind of tongue-in-cheek saying, yeah, I was dealt a bad deck. Uh, bad cards make you a better card player or make you a better gambler or whatever it is. I think we've got the graphic here. Um, and, again, it's it's one of those things where – it's going to be a difficult day when they trade D-Hop. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're a fan of this show, first of all, God bless you. Like this show. Subscribe to PHNX Sports. We've been on this with our guy Jordan Schultz since about mid-January. I yeah. mean, I think most people um, have an idea now that, yeah, he's not going to be a part of what they're doing. Especially, Bo, when we asked uh, Monty Osford and Jonathan Gannon. Jonathan Gannon in particular was like, yeah, I don't know if he's going to be on the team. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's what he said. 
That's that's a direct quote. I'm not sure. Um, when you do have a guy like that on your team, you're excited about it. You're excited about putting in the, in the game plan and, and working those matchups. But uh, the Arizona Cardinals are have worked themselves out of having that luxury of being able to pay a, co- a wide receiver what they would have to pay DeAndre Hopkins, and and also having a guy that probably wants an extension uh, to pay him premium money in future dollars, cap dollars at going into his age 31 season. Yeah. So if you can, it would be mutually beneficial for both sides to ship Hopkins out to a scenario where there's, it's an up and coming team potentially that could be contending for a playoff spot and yep. trying to develop a quarterback that's about to take the jump uh, bears, or, you know, you've got, <laughs> you know, the big apple, I guess you got a potential quarterback there that you're probably going to have to pay a lot of money, at least this season with Daniel Jones, if you slap that franchise tag on him. Uh, but we're getting ahead of ourselves because we are going to get more into that conversation with Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus here shortly. But uh, it, it just seems like the two things we've really learned this week is the Arizona Cardinals uh, will, you know, want to trade out of three and are going to trade DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, like a couple, uh, couple more super chats. Yeah, yeah, let's DeAndre see him. Hopkins. Uh, this one from Randy. Uh, since it sounds like a two for Hop is the cap, what do you think about just shooting for a first next year instead and then picking spreads, actually? Thank you again. Another $2. He says, would love you guys you take both. a 2024 first-round pick? I would. Love you, Randy. Uh, love you picking spreads. I think the teams probably don't have an appetite for that just because you don't know where that pick's going to be. And if you're the Cardinals, I think you want, you know, I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth, I think you want Hopkins draft capital this year. I think it's easier for the fan base to swallow. Hey, D-Hop's not on the team. we got to wait for a pick into next year's draft. Also, the equivalent of a two this year is a first next year. Mm-hmm. So I guess if you really love next year's draft, but it's also the optics of that team saying, you know, the second this year is lesser than a first next year. I don't know. It, it would be unusual. Typically, the only kind of trades that involve future ones is if it's a, a multiple pick year deal or if it's for like a trade up in the draft. Usually when you're trading for a veteran player, the conversation starts with picks in that draft that year. It doesn't immediately go to the following year. Who else is saying great things on the Super Chat, Lawrence? Uh, well, let's see here. Uh, well, Jason Krell, he, uh, he threw us a $1.99 saying, what up, guys? Just getting in. Trade back? Two question marks. <laughs> yeah. seems, seems like that's their preference. It, it does. It does. Thank uh, you, Jason. If it, the, the reports are that they're not exactly – completely in love with a guy like Will Anderson who could be the top well, nine quarterback and um, I think they just don't think that Will Anderson alone can fix sure. all of their shit like they they're an exterior it's it's like if you if you hire a financial advisor or you mm-hmm. hire an exterior like third-party marketing consultant and they come in and you pay them mm-hmm. to give them an objective view that would not be happening if Steve Kime, or with all due respect, like Adrian Wilson, people who have been here and seen these players be brought in, that doesn't happen with them. Dave Sears has no allegiance to this organization prior to this year. Same with Gannon, same with Austin Ford. So they're going to come in and with a fine-tooth comb go through this roster, both in terms of the players and the, and the money that's tied to each player, and say, they're probably saying to themselves, like, we don't have enough good players. We love Will Anderson. We wish we could have Will Anderson on our team. I'm sure they would love to have big number 31 on the team or 33 on the team but at the end of the day it's more than just an impact edge rusher the bears had khalil Mack and were terrible yeah it's not just one singular player 
They would love to get an impact player in the top 10 trading down and then have multiple ones next year to continue to add and stockpile. More from picking spreads. He's, he's making his case for the, the 2024 first, right? Yeah, he threw us another five bucks. He says, think about it, though. How worse can Casey's pick be? It's already the lowest first-round pick in this year's draft. Next year, it can only get better or be the same. I, I would say at, at, at this point, and to my point earlier, is, is this new regime, Monty Ossifort and Jonathan Gannon coming in and immediately trading one of your best players and then trading down from three later in the draft, right? At some points, you do have to play the optics game. And if you can get a guy that you feel like you can draft and develop out of the second round to, that you can immediately get returns for from your fan base, I think that does you better than saying, hey, I got a first next next offseason in my back pocket. The Cardinals can't win games at home. They had a basic, I don't want to call it a smear campaign. They were exposed by the NFLPA to, from their own doing. Like, again, I, I think that they, they're probably like the optics are bad anyway, so let's just get what we can this year. Um because they're going to have to have a press conference when they trade DeAndre Hopkins. They're going to have to address it one way or the other, whether it's during free agency or whenever. And they're going to have to talk about the excitement that's going to come from that pick because they feel like they're going to get an impact player. Um, uh, Libertarian Sasquatch, 499, trading down just seems gross. Take the DN and build around him. This roster sucks anyways. It's a multi-year rebuild, in my opinion. Well, that's the point. I think you make your own point there. It's a multi-year uh, you're gonna get rebuild. a good. You're going to get a good yeah. player at the end. Like, we're... Our trade-down scenarios... At a premium position. Right. Our trade-down scenarios are not like 18, 19, 20. Right. I mean, Micah Parsons, once upon a time, went, what, 10 or 11? Devontae Smith went 10. I mean, you can get good players. You should be able to get a Pro Bowl player in the top 10. But is he the best player in the... Like, we feel like Will Anderson and Jalen Carter are the two best players in the draft. Yeah. You're, you're not going to get them now. So I understand, like the the grace period that it's going to take. Like, you're going to have two grace periods coming up. Cardinal fans coming to grips with, if they trade out, we're not getting Will, we're not getting Jalen, and then also we don't have DeAndre Hopkins anymore. And that, that can that's going to be difficult. Yeah. That's going to be but, tough. And, and then there, But there is a lot of guys, prospects, that you could fall in love with. You know, the Devin Witherspoons of the world. I'm seeing Christian, Christian Gonzalez's name coming into the chat as well. Uh, Mike Evans, I believe we did get to his super chat, right? What was his yeah. question from earlier? Uh, the Mike Evans one from earlier. Do, 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 do. What was that one? He was just asking trading down, right? Wasn't oh, uh, well, there was one. There's one from him about uh, Dorch, but there's. I, I want. Yeah. Since we're in this topic now, though, uh, Kyle Haley threw us five bucks and he said, "Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, hey guys, Kyle. do you think Monty's going to be aggressive in trades? Trades for picks, not trades for veteran players. When you look at this roster, there's just not a whole lot of veterans that you could you could that are going to be uh, viewed as attractive to other rosters." Uh, that have ties to any new coaching staffs or any staffs in, in, that are that are already in place in the NFL. I just don't think that you're you're going to see like a high command for the 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 current talent for the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, we, no. we've tried to identify them. You know, Isaiah Simmons. Uh, I, I don't see any. What, what kind of value? Jalen Thompson. Jalen Thompson. I mean, obviously he signed the extension last uh, before last season. Um, I don't with what they're saying about Buda Baker. I think he's one of the untouchables, one of the few untouchables. Um, but, I, but then you then you start to look at it. It's like Hollywood Brown. You could save thirteen million dollars, but if you're trading D Hop, you can't completely have a depleted wide receiver room. Somebody has to suit up and play the position. I'm seeing a lot of trade DJ Humphrey. You have to have capable tackles. You can't get Kyler Murray. His cap situation, I think, makes him kind of untradeable. Right. They just signed him a new extension. Then he uh, missed some time last year. 
Uh, Michael, uh, $5 Super Chat. Thank you so much. Hold on. Let's get to Michael Evans here. Okay. He, uh, M- multiple Michaels. Yeah. So he says, uh, I like Dorch, guys. Will they keep him? I think the only scenario, Bo, where that happens is they look at the tape from last year, which they're going to do, and they said, this guy's a really good football player. Let's let's contact his agents. There's, there's got to be guy. Well, Quentin Harris is still with the organization. Like some holdovers. Guys like Spencer Whipple, who, who are holdovers from the previous regime, yeah. you know, in the front office and on the coaching staff, they'd have to make their case for Greg Dortch. But I think if you turn on the film, you're going to like what you see. If you're Monty Austin for Jonathan Gannon, he's just a gamer out there. Yeah, absolutely. He was a guy that we were vying for to see more snaps and kind of had to take a backseat anytime Rondell Moore was in a position to play, which wasn't a lot. But anytime that uh, Dortch got his opportunity, you know, he he had some big games, not just like big games for Greg Dorch. He had big games and had, made big plays. Like he had advanced metrics saying he was one of the top five best receivers in all football yeah. in separation. And the Cardinals were like, no, 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 you go play special teams. Uh, there are just so many pressing needs on this roster to look at, you know, lower down the wide receiver depth chart and, and holdovers from last season. I think that he could unfortunately get lost. I hope he doesn't because he's somebody that I think this podcast would love to see the Cardinals retain. Yeah. Uh, last super chat, Michael Dumpson. And uh, great question that we didn't have a chance to talk about yesterday. We'll, we'll address it real quick. A tad off topic. You guys didn't mention this yesterday, but because of the NFLPA grading, should people go easier on players like Kyler uh, and then also get Will Anderson prayer hands, of course? Um, yes, 100%. And that, again, I didn't want to make, when you're tweeting about the NFLPA and the egregiousness of what the Cardinals have done, I didn't want to make it about Kyler because I think too much is connected to Kyler, right or wrong. Um, but I think... We've been consistent of our messaging. While he's got things to work on, like everybody else, they took a player with uh, a winning mindset and attitude that had only ever won, and he came here, and then they had problems, and people wanted to point to number one, when in reality, this is a franchise that has, has the longest professional you know, championship drought in all pro sports, the he, longest drought. He went from Oklahoma playing with a team that was in the college football playoff, right? Playing with a lot of talent on that offense, and probably came from better facilities. He Not took probably. a, he took a step down yeah. almost roster-wise and, and as far as organizationally, uh, program-wise. Uh, and and has, he, he, was, he was very productive, obviously, with the Offensive Rookie of the Year honors and, and then two Pro Bowls on top of that. So, yeah, I think he, he's, he's done pretty well despite all the, obviously, the criticism, but also what the cards he was dealt. Uh, we want to get to Brad uh, Spielberg from PFF, but first I want to tell you guys about the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. I hope everybody dabbled on uh, the Kevin Durant boosted prop oh, on DraftKings the other night. Our guy Shano, producer Lawrence, everybody was fruitful on DraftKings because of one KD. It did get scary because Kevin Durant left the game. But then he came back in and proceeded to have, what, 20-plus points? It is three, 23. 23. Hit the three that he needed. Sun's money Sun's line. Win. I feel like, can we manifest the Kevin Durant props with the uh, Phoenix Suns are going to be the Justin Field rushing props from the Chicago Bears this fall, where it basically was free money every Sunday. <laughs> That's what I want to see happen on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Speaking of DraftKings, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. New customers can bet a mere five spot. Get $200 back in bonus bets instantly. Again, bonus. you can put, put five bucks on anything. The spread, the money line, any kind of prop that you want. You can bet on the NFL Combine right now. 
Only at DraftKings, only with PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for it. details. The only thing more electric than the Phoenix Suns' current starting five is a night out at the Octane Raceway Ooh. in Mavericks in Scottsdale. There's nothing like it in the Valley. It's the ultimate place for fun for both kids and adults. That's right. You could go there with the boys, the fellas, just hang out and have just as good a time as the venerables making their way all the way out of Maricopa, it. booking a flight, That's flying in the Scottsdale, and then <laughs> going <laughs> in a flight. <laughs> well, you're in Maricopa. You're yeah. hours away. Yeah. Uh, but you, you've you already had a great time. So have we. We did a team-building thing. I think that we all learned a lot about each other and uh, and lean on each other a little bit more because of the great times, the vibes that we had from Octane Raceway. They got daily specials all week long. $15 unlimited fun pass on Monday. 50% off Taco Trios on Tuesday. Winning Wednesday. Half-price arcade games all day. Big Bucket Thursday. $20 beer buckets. And Friday, Trivia Night rotating drink specials. Eight to 10 that's going down tonight or this weekend saturday and sunday check out 50 percent off signature bowling before noon book some fun this spring at octane raceway and mavericks go catch march madness out at octane raceway and mavericks you got racing virtual reality laser tag axe throwing bowling arcade great food and drinks they've got it all bring your spring training ticket stub as well you're right there at talking stick catch a rockies game a d-backs game and go right over to mavericks have yourself get a free 10 dollar game card check out octaneraceway.com and mavericks.com to learn more now we're going to talk to brad here quickly but i want to say this after we talk to brad before we get out of here wrap up our coverage johnny talked to a couple draft prospects today that have been in discussions with the arizona cardinals including quarterback what we'll tell you who that is but let's talk to our guy brad for, real oh, quick though last yeah. donation from uh last dono because i'm a broke college student from pick and spread oh well thank, thank you, you. thank you pick and spread donation. we appreciate, appreciate you my man. man thank you Let's go to Brad Spielberger right now. Let's wrap up coverage here from Indianapolis, the NFL Scouting Combine. It's been a great week. Make sure you're subscribed to PHNX underscore sports here on YouTube, following us across all our socials. We're excited to be joined by Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. And this has been a topic that's been trending up all week. And Ian Rappaport earlier this morning told one of our friends, Jody Ayler, yep. that he thinks that DeAndre Hopkins could be dealt in the next 10 days. Brad, your specialty is free agency, the cap, some trades potentially. You've got your top 150 free agents coming out next week. Your top 100's out right now. But when you look at DeAndre Hopkins leaving the Arizona Cardinals, what's the biggest obstacle for the Cards and a team, a suitor coming after D-Hop. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they want to get good value. Obviously, they traded away, you know, second-round pick and, and, and some more to get him. But I think the good thing, maybe you could say the good thing, is no longer the no-trade clause. That yeah. gets voided by his suspension, makes things a little bit easier. Um, he obviously could maybe tell the team, hey, I'm not going to come. I'm not going to show up if you trade me there. So he can kind of still control it a little bit. But, mm -hmm. um, no, I think that deal is going to get done very early in the new league year. Don't you expect that whatever team trades for him understands that they're going to have to give him a new contract? Don't you want, if you're sacrificing a premium pick, whether it's a second round or whatever, like you know you're going to have to give Hopkins a couple extra years on top of it with some more guarantees, wouldn't he just want to go to whomever's going to pay him? Right, and that's the thing, is that you should know you're going to have extra leverage for that player because you just traded premium capital to go get him. Right. Um, he's going to want that new deal, or like you said, at least get a bunch of money guaranteed, um, and then maybe some years tacked on like he did with Arizona. Um, you know, you guarantee the upfront money, add some years in the back end that obviously he's not going to play on now in Arizona. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, he, he probably does just want to go to the highest bidder. I do think at this point in his career, too, he'd like to contend. He obviously has not done a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, there's suitors lining up. I mean, this is somebody that uh, in D-Hop that there was inquiries at the trade deadline, and then you revamped 
looked at, and, and now we're starting to look at, Benjamin Albright told us earlier this week, the Kansas City Chiefs, that was the Vegas favorite back when the initial report came out that DeAndre Hopkins could be on the move or the Arizona Cardinals would explore this. You had a you were the one that we talked about the deal with the New yeah. York Giants, a second and a fifth for DeAndre Hopkins. Could it be New York? Who else do you like? Yeah, no, I, the New York uh, team choice in that article wasn't completely by accident. I'm not saying sure. I'm, I'm breaking news here that it's going to happen, but I have heard they are a team that is interested. Um, I do think you're looking at a team that does not have the highly pro- uh, pay- paid quarterback like a Patrick Mahomes that can fit him in. Um, you know, a team that also wants to add a true number one receiver that can knock down the rest of their guys, um, put them in, in a better position. You know, off the top of my head, another team that could maybe make sense. Ooh, that's a good question. I, I mean, it's all about the contract too. Like, mm-hmm. who is going to be willing to pay? I mean, him they all talk Patriots, money? we Bears. look at Packers, Bears. I know our guy CHGO. You know, part part of that show, people like it, and other guys think at age thirty one and it's expensive. Well, the Claypool trade, like they they take a mulligan on that, wouldn't they? I absolutely. Yes, <laughs> yeah. they would, and they'd rather have DeAndre Hopkins. They sure would. The Patriots is interesting. They do have the money. I think that it makes a lot of sense. I think the one thing that doesn't make sense is what is his relationship like right. with Bill O'Brien. Yep. Um, but but that type of team, you know, I think does make a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the third overall pick because we've heard all week there's momentum for the Cardinals. They're actively looking to trade down. We've heard they, they want to recoup not only picks this year, but into next year when Monty Austin, Ford, and company can implement their own draft strategy. You know, the Jalen Carter thing is incredibly unfortunate. Will Anderson, we've heard, you know, they like him. Maybe they, they don't love him. Like, what's the best case scenario for Arizona, do you think? Yeah, I think at this point you want a bidding war with, you know, Las Vegas Raiders. I know Ian Rapport mentioned yesterday the Atlanta Falcons at 8 mm-hmm. could maybe now be in that conversation. Of course, the Panthers at 9, the Tennessee Titans at 11. I think not enough people are talking about as a team that is probably looking to make, uh, make a move up and maybe take a quarterback. So, yeah, I think it is just getting that, that massive pile of draft picks. Look, the Arizona, I'm not breaking news here either. They're, they're, they're a couple, more than one piece away, right? Yes, yeah. As good as Will Anderson is, they have a lot of holes to address. Yeah, um, and, and I think you want to just stockpile some picks right yeah, now. Yeah, and, and we're not going to be offended here if, if you push back on this, but you know, as we continue to have this conversation, and Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud, uh, they both said that Atlanta has have talked with them, two quarterback prospects that you would assume you'd have to trade up uh, to select one of those guys. But when you look at Monty Osford, Jonathan Gannon, we've said and maintained that we think it's going to be they're going to churn this roster, but you're not going to see any big ticket free agents come to the desert this offseason. I'd be surprised. I don't yeah. think it makes a whole lot of sense, and I think both those guys get that. Coming from, you know, I think organizations that also understand that as well. I think Tennessee tried to hang on a little bit too long there, but I think I mentioned this maybe, you know, at the bar at some point. You know, I've heard really good things about both of these guys. I'm yeah. not just saying that because I'm on the show. I know Money Fort was a finalist for the Bears GM job last mm-hmm. year, and they liked him a lot, and obviously Gannon's had a bunch of head coach interviews, so I think they get it. I think they have a multi-year plan. I mean, obviously Kyler's injury kind of makes that a necessity yeah. as well, but yeah. yeah. Let's talk about free agency because you look at the landscape of this this team, they've got some expensive guys that are not productive. I mean, we talked about it off air. Robbie Anderson, easiest cut in the NFL, Chosen. Right? Chosen. Yes. Chosen. Chosen Anderson. Yeah. Not chosen Josh Rosen. Chosen <laughs> Robbie Anderson. $12 million they're immediately going to save. Anything else off the top of your head with this team that they could do where they might be, be tempted to do. That's part of the issue and why we're talking about turning this roster. There really aren't a lot of mm-hmm. obvious cut candidates or guys that save you significant room to yeah. move on from, right? So, you know, who knows what happens with Rodney Hudson and things of that nature, how they work through some of those older guys, um, but that, that's kind of the problem, right? Is there right. aren't, you know, he, obviously that one's great for Abby, um, getting clearing $12 million right off the top, zero in dead cap, but that's kind of the issue is there's not a lot of those answers. When, when you start to look at this roster, I, I mean, obviously you identified DeAndre Hopkins as probably their most valuable asset to create more assets, right? And then you look at the easy cuts, right, where you can create some cap space. But we started doing some digging. It's like if you trade Hollywood Brown, 
you probably get pennies on the dollar for what you, a first-round pick that they got, they traded away for him last year, but you'd get $13 million in cap space. Isaiah Simmons is a guy that we keep going back to, but it's like, do you just let him play out? Is that maybe get a comp pick and not pick up his option? Right, and I also think, like, you bring in a guy like Gannon, maybe he can do a better job of utilizing his skill set a little bit better, putting him in more positions to succeed. I don't really think he's a slot corner or whatever, whatever the heck right. they're doing down there the past Too couple years. Too many snaps there. <laughs> yeah, so, so, no, but I, I think those ones are right, where you probably aren't going to pick up that option, and that already kind of gets the conversation going of should we look to move move on from him going into what could be his last year I think that would make sense um, but yeah that's again that's trading away a young player that you're trying to build around not mm-hmm. getting rid of some kind of old aging veteran what's the perception of the Arizona Cardinals around the NFL we just saw they <laughs> failed uh, mercifully failed the uh, the the new uh, what is it, the pro the, the, the team report cards team from report the NFL cards. PA yeah the NFL PA came out and flunked the Cardinals gave them five <laughs> F's the commanders got F-. four F's yeah I didn't even know that was possible yeah, have you ever do you know I you were probably a great student, so you probably never you even You went to law school. A, yeah. I'm well, unfamiliar <laughs> with it, but uh, yeah, the concept is, is unfamiliar. Yeah. So the Cardinals get a bunch of Fs. Their weight room is horrific. Their nutrition plan's terrible. Like, have you heard that they're going to make wholesale changes to their administrative side of things? Have you heard about the impact? That, because we keep hearing Gannon's name everywhere that, like, NFL people love them, but, like, the Twitter streets, everybody in Philadelphia wants them out. So, like, what is the perception of this team? Yeah, no, I think, like I said, these two guys, I think, are going to change things. You know, coming from multiple organizations, Monty Asenport was in New England for a long time before Tennessee. Um, you know, I, I think they are going to try to turn some things around. I think Bidwell's willing to do it, maybe just didn't have the pressure to do some of these things, you know, not making guys pay to eat, eat lunch during the offseason or whatever those, yeah. those NFLPA things were. <laughs> like you said, hey, they beat the Commanders. They weren't dead last. But, um, but yeah, no, again, and look, I talk to people in Philadelphia this season in, in the building, not the rabid fan base that's pissed off about the Super Bowl. Right. They love the guys. They yeah. really, really do. Mm-hmm. As a teacher, he also was actually in Minnesota when I was interning there. I um, didn't get a chance to meet him, but same thing. I was hearing then, that's probably three, four years ago, this guy's going to be a future head coach. He's not only a great energy guy, and, of course, everyone's making fun of the video with Rondell Moore and all that yeah. stuff. We loved but it. I thought it was ping, awesome. Ping, yeah. ping. Explosives. Shots. Shots. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, but also, that he, he is very, very good. I think it's an underrated thing right now is, like, disseminating information to younger guys, like Gen Z, not to throw these buzzwords, right. but, like, you're, you're coaching different people and different players, and yeah. he is known as, like, that's an edge for him as well, is how to teach these guys to retain things that learn differently than, yeah. you know, than current players. We were told that by Andrew Sandejo, former NFL safety, who's friends with Gannon, and he, that's what he said is his main strength going into, you know, this at that time a coaching carousel. But it, it's really fascinating. We saw the guys, our guys from CHGO, put you on the spot here. We talked Gannon. Quick connecting of the dots. Who could be somebody that follows Gannon from Philly to the desert? It's a good question. I mean, he should he should definitely try to bring as many people options. as possible. There, yeah, there, you know, but what's realistic, cap wise, what you want to spend, age wise, probably not uh, Get throwing some shade or guys. crushing him on Twitter like a uh, safety did just this week. I mean, who, who, anybody? Yeah, I mean, we're talking about Simmons. I mean, you could try to bring in a Kaiser White or a TJ Edwards. I don't yeah. think you want to spend in the TJ Edwards range. I think mm-hmm. Kaiser White's kind of an underrated, solid coverage backer. Yeah, we've um, heard that. Right. Obviously, have two good safeties already, so I don't think Trotsky Gunner-Johnson makes a lot of sense. Look, if you want to make a splash, I mean, Javon Hargrave is that splash. He's yeah. going to be one of the highest paid free agents. Um, you know, I don't know if you want to go to that range. He made but 17 mil this year. What's he going to make on the open market? Like 18, 19 per year, wow. probably. And I will say this, too, going back to Minnesota as well. Like I think a guy like a Dalvin Tomlinson could make some sense. Mm. You look at some of those players. Um, obviously, not going to reunite with Patrick Peterson, I don't think. But, you know, you know, he can tap into that 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 uh, team as well, and they have some guys coming up that I think could make some sense. My last question surrounding pick three. So let's say, you know, ideally they can't trade down, and they're sitting there, and they're like, well, we got to take somebody. And we watch Will Anderson. We're like, hey, no brainer. But what we've heard is maybe they don't love what translates to the next level in terms of his ceiling. The Tyree Wilson 
kind of, uh, I don't hype? know, chatter. The yeah. hype is real here, and yet he hasn't worked out. He played in the Big 12. Uh, production wasn't there. I mean, if you're Gannon and company, and he's the first non-quarterback taken, I, how how do you get around that if you're the Arizona Cardinals? Because you, you're passing on somebody that I think is generational in Will Anderson Jr. for a guy that's all about. And we talked to somebody earlier this week from PFF, basically comparing it to last year with Aiden Hutchinson yep. and Trayvon Walker. I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think the Cardinals can do that with the state of the fan base, but we've heard they really like Tyree Wilson. I was going to make the exact same analogy, and he is that Trayvon Walker. I mean, he yeah. is, a, you know, his measurables, I didn't even test this week, but his measurables are insane. And I mentioned to the CHGO guys, I mean, his wingspan is an inch shorter than Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, he's a oh he's a freakishly <laughs> built guy. Um, and you are, you're, you're betting on traits, you're betting on, you know, intangibles, all those things. So I know the fans probably wouldn't love it. I know, you know, you look at the college production and Bama versus, like you said, Big 12, but that's he's not. they're not the only team that is, that is thinking that way. Yeah. You got to read his stuff, of course, Pro Football Focus, the top 150 set to drop next week. But in the meantime, check out the top 100, pff.com. And, of course, follow him on social media, on Twitter, at PFF underscore Brad. Brad, in order to keep our credential with the Cardinals, we have to charge you for lunch. I'm sorry. Hey, that's fair. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you. You Thank can guys. find that the isolated interview on our YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe to PHNX underscore sports. I'm absolutely just pumped up to get on a flight, get home, plop down in my living room on my more furniture couch, sleep in my more furniture bed, and see my family this weekend hang out in our house surrounded by all the great uh, findings we found at More Furniture that you can find for yourself. Morefurniture.com. They got limited time doorbusters right now. How about the recliners that we have in our studio right now? So sleek, so comfy. It's the Bolero two power recliner. It's in black and you can get it under $500. How about the Queen Sleeper sofa? You can get one for under a grand. Those are the limited time doorbusters that you can find on morefurniture.com. Also, you can go check them out. You can get 25% off currently. You can get that white glove delivery. That means they deliver your home, they unpack it, they put it together, they get rid of the packaging and they put it exactly where you want it. Get that white glove delivery for more furniture custom furniture or they have that as well you can choose your frame your fabric can't go wrong with more furniture morefurniture.com love them we are so pumped to continue to be partner with them johnny yeah it looks like folks are still saying we've got some technical difficulties with our sound so hey might not be a bad time to sound off here from the 2023 nfl scouting combine bow we've had an opportunity to connect with a lot of folks we've learned a lot about this team we're not any closer to finding out what's going to happen with pick three or DeAndre Hopkins, but we feel like we've got some transparency now with regards of, of some potential options. So we appreciate all the support throughout this week and our coverage. We are back good. on Monday. Uh, yeah, it looks like we've got our sound back. We're back on. Real quick, I know yeah. CH Shields here. I teased it a little bit. Just pay it off. You talked to a quarterback prospect that is, is sp- spoken with the Arizona Cardinals. Yes. And that's Dorian. Dorian, uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson of yep. UCLA. DTR. Uh, DTR uh, under Chip Kelly. Uh, big kid, can move, not a little bit, a lot. And he is somebody that I think as a developmental prospect, and the Cardinals are going to have a lot of lottery tickets, probably looking at a fourth-round pick, fifth-round pick maybe, get him in there with Kyler Murray and whomever they opt to have be the veteran QB, whether it's Colt McCoy or somebody else. But again, we've been of the mindset, probably going to take a quarterback at some point. And yep. again, that does not mean that they dislike Kyler Murray. Uh, I don't think they're going to take a quarterback high, right? But they're going to take it. They're going to take a quarterback, and they should. And they should get in the routine of doing so. Yes. Because when you're going to pay a guy that's going to be close to fifty million dollars, and then he's going to take up as much cap, the cap percentage as Kyler Murray, 
uh, you need to have cheaper option behind him and then also hopefully develop somebody if something goes wrong and you have to move off that contract. That's just the reality of the business. Uh, and also talk to some talented receivers to find out who they were. Check out my man on Twitter, at Johnny Venerable, and of course, PHNX underscore Cardinals. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe to this channel. we got great content coming to you all off-season long because we own the off-season, boys. It's been a blast here in Indianapolis. Thank you for uh, the All-City for sending us out here, putting us up in just a house of horses of an Airbnb <laughs> and uh, flying us home safely. For Shane Diefenbach doing some great work behind the scenes and our guy Lawrence, uh, thank you so much for all your work yes. here as far as Tough our friend, for me, but that's a all friends funny. from uh, DMVR, Ali, RK, the whole gang. Thank you to everybody. We will talk to you Monday with a brand new show, PHNX Cardinals. We'll talk to you then. Have a great weekend.